Have you ever had a time when the weather was getting colder and you swapped out the summer clothes for the winter ones and you realized, dang, my winter clothes don't feel so great on me. So you go shopping, but you find yourself standing in front of the dressing room mirror, winter clothes in hand, and you just feel your heart sink because you feel like nothing seems to fit. My friend, you are not alone. It's a moment that hits us all, leaving us feeling discouraged and just trapped in this never-ending cycle of self-doubt. How many times have you heard that nagging voice in your head saying, you'll never lose weight, I'm never going to reach my goals, and then secretly thinking, I'm never truly going to be happy? Well, what if the real roadblock to reaching your goals is not the diet or the exercise routine, but your own lack of self-love? It's that self-sabotaging voice inside your head telling you that you're not worthy, that you'll never shed the pounds, that you'll never truly be content. In this episode, I want to tell you about a recent conversation I had with a client and how it uncovered something a lot deeper that could unlock what's been holding her back and most importantly, how it applies to you. It is time to stop quitting on yourself and start embracing the love you deserve. It is time, my friend, to rewrite the story you tell yourself and discover the keys to unlock the treasure trove in your heart to allow yourself to shine your light nice and bright the way you were made to. Ready to stop blocking your own progress and find out how loving yourself is the best gift of all? Let's let the love in, baby. Here we go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there. Welcome back. I am so, so grateful that you're here today. Thank you. Let me tell you, this episode I am so excited about. This is a topic that is really, really important to me. It, um, it, this is one of the things that I find is such a blocker for so many of my clients that we are such givers. We, you know, it's giving and giving and giving. That is not the not where we struggle, but it's receiving love from ourselves where we really have a hard time. There's almost like this empty well. And so this topic is so important to me because if I could just somehow unlock with each of my clients, with you, if you could just fill up that love vessel in your own heart, it makes everything else so much easier. So let's dive in. I was having a conversation with a client recently and she was telling me about um, her winter clothes were not feeling so great. And so she went shopping and um, just noticed all of the shameful thoughts were coming up as she was shopping for these clothes. And so, you know, she she thought, you know, the those negative thoughts were kind of close to the surface, but she couldn't quite hear, you know, in, in her mind exactly what the negative thoughts were. So, so we walked through it and um, we... I I did an exercise with her to kind of help her gain some clarity around what exactly the voice in her head was saying, because sometimes, you know, it's, it's just sort of playing in the background and it takes some proactive effort to allow that voice to uh, be heard. And so that's what we did together. 
So first, and you have heard me say this, uh, this kind of series of questions on the podcast before, you can ask this of yourself. It's a great exercise to go through, but I went through this with my client. So I asked her, what is the story you're telling yourself? And she said, well, nothing fits. Um, I had all this time to lose weight over the summer and I didn't, and I, you know, just messed around and I didn't, I didn't buckle down. I didn't get serious about it. And, um, I never feel polished. I never feel like my life will turn out the way I envision. Um, I'm such a screw up. I, I never follow through on the things that I intend to do for myself. I'm like, okay, good, good to know. And so then I asked, what are you making it mean? And that was interesting. Like this is like kind of, you know, the next layer. So what's the story you're telling yourself is the surface layer of the thoughts. What are you making it mean is digging a little deeper. And she said, well, I guess I'm making it mean that I won't be able to accomplish what I want in life. Uh, this, this client of mine is also um, an entrepreneur. She's building her own business and so forth. And so her weight loss success and her business success feel very tied to each other. Um, and she said, because I'm not disciplined with my body, uh, I don't have what it takes to uh, become a successful business owner either. Like if I can't take care of my body, how can I possibly take care of a business or a family or a child or, you know, any of the things that matter to you. We, we tend to tie our body weight and lack of progress where we want in, in our bodies to, it, it just kind of extrapolates out to everything else in our lives. Um, we make it mean that if I can't control myself, what, what does that mean about the rest of my life? I you know, just, we, we kind of blanket statement that my struggles with my weight loss mean that I am just a screw up in all the areas of my life. Granted, not everyone does that, but occasionally we can we can kind of have those thoughts. So what was she making it mean? She was making it mean that she won't be able to accomplish what she wants in life. And so then our third level deep question is, what are you afraid of? So I asked her, what are you afraid of? You, you noticed the story you were telling yourself. What are you making it mean that you won't be able to accomplish what you want? What are you afraid of? And she said, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of not living up to my potential. And isn't that so interesting and honestly so true? I remember so vividly having a point in my life where the kids were, I want to say four and six, maybe three and five. And this is a story I've shared on the podcast before, but it, it kind of bears repeating that it was is my my 1 a.m. moment. I had gone to um, graduate school online. I had gotten my master's degree in teaching and education uh, because I was going to go back to to teach, go back to work, so that one day my husband could retire from the military and we could have a life uh, be, beyond the military when he wasn't deploying every year or so. And so um, I purposefully got a specific kind of master's degree because I knew we were going to be moving to a different state. And so I didn't want it to be tied to the state we were in at the time. We moved to a new state. I applied to that state's um, education board and they send me a note back and <laughs> said it in a different way, but basically it felt like nice try, uh, but your master's degree doesn't really count. You could take um, basically three quarters of a whole new degree and then you would be qualified to teach in the state. And it just felt like such a punch in the gut of like, wow, I worked for two years to try and get this degree or successfully get the degree and it didn't, didn't even matter. And, it, and I was so frustrated and I felt awful too because I had used my husband's GI Bill credits to get this degree and it just felt like a waste. 
And so I felt terrible. My husband was deployed at the time. So I had to tell him effectively, I'm sorry, honey, but I wasted your, your credits. And I also don't have a job and don't know what I'm doing. So that wasn't super fun. <laughs> and I was alone, of course, at one o'clock in the morning because he was deployed and I was awake and I was talking to God and I was a little frustrated with God. And I was like, God, dude, what, what is the deal here? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love being my husband's wife. Best thing that ever happened to me. I love being my kid's mom. Awesome. But sometimes God, like being my kid's mom, they're three and five, four and six, however they, old they were at the time. I was like, God, I feel like I'm getting dumber every day. Because the people I talk to the most are a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And you gave me these gifts. Like, there are things I can do. There are ways that I can contribute to the world. And I thought the way to make it happen was through teaching. But that door just got slammed in my face. So what's the deal, God? What's the plan? What do you want me to do in this life? What's my purpose? Have you ever had a moment like that? Or just a, maybe even a nagging malaise where you're like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Like, wh- what am I supposed to do in this life? I don't think it's all just about consuming and being entertained. I think there's some purpose here, but I don't know what it is. And that was my 1 a.m. moment. And as much as I would like to say, like, you know, lightning bolts happened and angels came and sang and said, "Here, here's Lizzie, here's your purpose. That's not what happened. Um, I did eventually go back to sleep. But I can look back at that moment and things started to happen. I can, you know, it, it all kind of makes sense in the rearview mirror. Um, and it was a very windy breadcrumb type of path to get me to where I am now, where I feel like I am truly living my purpose. I am truly shining my light. And baby, I'm just getting started. But it took that kind of what the heck God moment to open me up to start to look for that. And so like, have you ever had that feeling of like, I'm not living up to my potential. There's more inside me that I have to give and I'm not doing it. And a lot of times I see women hold themselves back from living into their potential, from shining their light the way they are meant to because of their weight, because of their body. They feel like I I can't do what I want to do until I lose weight. Have you ever had that feeling of like, Once I lose weight, then I'll be able to fill in the blank. And that, that was a moment in this conversation with my client that I felt like, oh, we, we got to fix this. We, we got to get to the root of this and we, we got to help you live into your potential and not let your weight hold you back for one more minute. And so when I asked her, what are you afraid of? She said, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of not living up to my potential. And so I said, okay. What's in the way of you living into your potential? And she said, well, I mean, I'm not doing the work. I'm like, okay, well, what, what does it mean to do the work? Like why, you know, you're not doing it, but there, there must be a reason. So what does it mean to you to do the work? And she's like, well, it's so heavy and exhausting and just so big and overwhelming. It feels like a punishment. And here's the kicker. She said, I go into shame quickly. Isn't that? Isn't that the truth? How quickly we go into shame of like, what is the minute we begin to think about what it will take to lose weight, what it will take to live into our potential, we, we feel like, oh my gosh, that's way too much. It's so hard and I just can't do it. And not only can I not do it, but I suck because I can't do it. <laughs> we shame ourselves 
just before we even get started. And what, what a, ugh, what a tragedy it is that we do this to ourselves. Huh, I'm getting fired up. All right. So back to our coaching conversation. I want to pause for here for a minute. So and just kind of give you a window into my coaching brain. So when I'm coaching, I'm listening for things that catch my attention. And not all sentences are created equal. You know, some are just kind of background information and some sentences that can sound like no big deal, but there's a lot more to unearth underneath them. So at this point in the conversation with my client, my brain wanted to follow two different threads. There was the, I'm not living up to my potential thread, which I was like, that one's a hot nerve. We definitely are going there. And the other one was the work feels so heavy and exhausting. I was like, that's important too, because that is what's getting in the way of the other one. And so they were both important, but I, I needed to dig into the, the, the kind of more surface one first, the, the work feels so heavy and exhausting. We needed to address that before we could get into the, I'm not living into my potential. And so often it can help to start with a lighter topic, and then that can help us open up things for the deeper one. So uh, we started to talk about the work feeling heavy and exhausting. And it's funny how we think about work. Like we think that we've got to be motivated to, especially when it comes to weight loss or things like that. We think that we need to be motivated to, you know, go work out or make a meal plan or have some vegetables or to, you know, stop eating dessert after a certain time of day. You know, all those things we feel like, like I want to, you know, I, I, we have this thought that it, I should feel motivated to do it. And what's interesting is when we think about weight loss as exhausting or heavy or hard, well, then that's what our brain picks up on. But I would argue that motivation is, is not about feeling excited to do something. Motivation is much more about who you believe you are and what your values are. For example, uh, this client has a son. And so I said, when your son was born, were you, did you feel like it was heavy and exhausting and tiring to get up in the night or to change his diapers all the time? She's like, well, yeah, kinda. It's like, okay. And did you do it? She said, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, why? She said, well, because I love him because it's, it's part, you know, I want, that's what a mom does. I said, exactly. We do things that are heavy, exhausting, and hard. We do those things all the time. You get up and go to work. You may not love every single day you go to work. You, you know, take out the trash on Fridays when it's trash day. That may not be the most fun. You clean the cat litter. You, you know, when, if your kids were small, you cleaned up their dirty diapers and all those things because it's part of your belief system of as who you are. I am the kind of person who takes care of my child. I am the kind of person who shows up for work, even on days when I don't feel that great. And so what if you could look at your weight loss from the same perspective? You can acknowledge sometimes it's hard. Yeah. But when you were taking care of your child, it was sometimes it was hard, but why did you do it? And she said, because he's worth it. I love him. And I said, bingo. What if you could look at the work, quote unquote, of weight loss is sometimes it's hard, but I'm worth it. I love me. And, you know, with just like with, you know, her raising her son, it gets easier eventually. And just like with raising a son or a child, your weight loss gets easier eventually. What if you could say, yeah, sometimes weight loss efforts, it's hard. It's not exciting. I'm not motivated, but I'm worth it. And I love me. And I know it will get easier eventually. 
But when we give up on ourselves, we're persistently in the dirty diaper stage. It's like we never let, uh, you know, like a child, it's like we never let them grow up because we give up and then we kind of start over again from, from scratch. And so we're kind of constantly in that diaper stage with our weight loss efforts. And so it's not about feeling excited. It's not about motivation. It's not about weight loss being easy. It's about who do you believe you are? Are you worth it? Do you love yourself like you love your child? And that's the key factor. So that's when we dove into the thought of her not living into her potential. And so I said, let's, let's look at that. Let's imagine you could have a conversation with your future self 30 years from now, and she is wise and so kind. And she's just looking at you with love in her eyes. And what would she tell you with her wisdom? What would she tell you is the roadblock or the obstacle getting in the way of you living into your full potential right now? And she's like, I, I'm not really sure it's doing the work. I'm like, and what's getting in the way of you doing your work? And she was like, loving myself like I love my son. Uh-huh. Bingo. And so I gave her some journal prompts to journal on. And if, if this is resonating with you at all, like I would encourage you to write down these questions and do some journaling yourself. So I asked her, what would it take for you to feel worthy of your own love? And I said, think about how you love your son. What if God loves you the same way? And what would it take for you to love you that way? Because if you love your son enough to get up in the middle of the night when you're exhausted and feed him and take care of his dirty diapers, then why can't you love yourself enough to get up and go work out or to make a meal plan that takes three minutes? Why can't you love yourself like you love your son? or the way God loves you, what would it take? So actually, let's look at that. Why is it so hard for us to love ourselves? You know, it's not your fault. It's, it's so understandable that loving ourselves is hard to do because we're taught it. I mean, we come into the world knowing we are enough. You see a baby come out and they're like, here I am. I am enough because I exist. But the feeling of not enough is learned. Unfortunately, we're taught it. We're taught that we need to earn something. And we it's from well-meaning adults, you know, parents that say, you know, you need to clean your room. Teachers, you got to study to get good grades. Bosses, things like that. There's all kinds of reasons why our little brains learn that we need to do something in order to earn feeling enough, in order to earn feeling loved. And uh, uh, it's possible that you may have learned from adults who were hurting themselves, that they, they were not necessarily loving to themselves. And so they don't know how to offer unconditional love. And so perhaps you didn't see that demonstrated or uh, exemplified when you were young. And when adults don't know how to love themselves, how can they teach it to you? And maybe their hurt places, maybe their insecurities were taken out on you. And that's not your fault but it can make sense why it could be hard to love yourself. And of course, we also learn it from society. My goodness, it's, it's constantly bombarded with advertising, social media, you know, you'll be happier, healthier, more attractive, better, more complete if you buy XYZ. We always have to hustle, achieve, do more, go more, earn more. There's so much that we're always like on the other side of the horizon, then you'll be happy. And it's never here. 
It's never now. It's never because you just exist and you just are. And there's, there's so many messages we tell ourselves about how we're not good enough. You know, I'm not as good of a mom as so-and-so, or, you know, my spouse said X, Y, Z to me, and that means I'm not a good wife. There's so many things that we tell ourselves that make it hard for us to, to love ourselves. Maybe you feel like your weight holds you back from feeling confident about yourself. Maybe, you know, you feel like I'd love to ask for that promotion at work, but, you know, I, I need to lose weight first because if I can't take care of my physical appearance, then who would want to hire me for a job that needs me to take care of a business? Or maybe you feel like my spouse is not attracted to me because of my weight. Or maybe I don't want to be in family pictures because I'm ashamed of how I look and on and on and on. We make our struggles with weight loss mean that we're not worthy as human beings. And it's so it's, it's no wonder that we struggle to love ourselves. No wonder. But what if that is the thing that's holding you back from what you want? What if allowing you to love yourself is the thing that unlocks everything for you? So I want to, let's, let's take this example. Imagine someone in your life that you love, particularly a child, but you know, it can be a family member or a friend or partner works too. I want you to imagine a, a specific person. You like, a, a, think of a person that you love in your life. Do you got that person in, you know, you like bring them up into your, you know, visual cortex. Imagine this person. You got it? Okay. Why do you love this person? Do you love them for what they do for you or for who they are? Do they have to earn your love or do you just love them? Let me ask you this. Imagine you were giving this person that you love a gift. You know, the holidays are coming up. This is relatively relevant. And you're so excited about this gift. You're like, oh my gosh, they're going to love it. And you're like a parent on Christmas morning, which sometimes watching your kids open up presents is way better than opening up presents yourself because you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great because they're going to love it. And it's so fun to see your kid or somebody that you care about open a present that you thought of and you gave to them and they love it. It's so great. It feels so good to give somebody something and they love it. So let me ask you, holidays are coming. You've got a gift that you want to give this person that you love in your life. How do you want this child, this sister, this friend to receive your present? You want them to love it, right? You want them to be excited about it. You want them to receive it. Imagine that you, you're excited about their pre, your, your present that you gave to them. They open it up and they, they go, oh, I, I can't possibly take this. This is too much. How does that feel? And is that the reason you gave them the gift for them to earn it? No, of course not. You gave them a gift so they could receive it so they could enjoy it. And you get a gift by in the act of giving. It feels good to give. What if God feels that way about us? What if God said, I created you, you, so specifically, so on purpose, and with intention, with your unique gifts, because you are needed in the world right now, exactly you, I very specifically made you exactly the way you are. You are needed. 
just as you are. And I made you the way you are so that you can contribute in your specific, unique way. I am giving you the gift of you so that you can go out and enjoy this life and live into who you are and be fully you. And God's like giving us this present, this gift on Christmas morning. And your response to God is, oh, no, I couldn't possibly receive this. This is too much. Oh, man, that's what we do when we don't love ourselves. We deny God the gift that he is giving to us like a parent on Christmas morning. God wants us to feel good about being who we are, just like a parent wants a child to enjoy the gift that they give them on Christmas morning. You want your child to be like, oh my gosh, this is the best present ever, right? What if you received your life, your uniqueness, your light in that way of like, this is the best present ever. And not in an arrogant way, not as in I'm the best ever, not like that, but in the way of receiving a gift. Like, I love this present. I love this gift of me. I love myself. Not because I have to earn it, because it is innate. I am whole and worthy because I am here. I am a piece of the divine. If God is the sun, you are a ray of light. If God is the ocean, you are a wave coming up on the shore. You are a masterpiece, a piece of the master, and you are worthy of love and loving yourself because you exist. Full stop. So, Are you ready for our one tiny confident body action step to put into practice this week? I sure hope so because I'm ready. I'm fired up. Here we go. It's the holiday season of giving. And I want you to think about a gift you're planning to give somebody that you care about. Can you bring it to mind? Think about how you want them to react when you, when they open your gift. Do you want to see their eyes light up? You want them to look at you with a smile of delight? How do you want them to feel about this gift you're giving them? Do you want them to use it or never touch it? Then turn that same lens around on yourself. How can you practice the art of receiving this holiday season? It is a blessing to others when you gracefully receive what they give you. And I say gracefully, not gratefully, though gratefully is very valuable. When you gracefully receive with grace. Just like it is a blessing to you when someone joyfully receives a gift you give them, it is a gift to God when you joyfully and gracefully receive the gift of you. Know that when you allow in that love for yourself, you are receiving a special, unique, precious gift from God, the gift of you. And you are a blessing to all of us when you shine your light exactly as you are. And you are blessing God when you love you. And there's a whole section in my book about how to feel enough. So if you've ever found yourself struggling with feeling enough or knowing how to love yourself, then please check out my book. You can just search for it on Amazon, You Are a Miracle, which by the way, might make a nice holiday present gift for someone in your life or If you're looking for gift ideas, someone wants to give you a gift, you could say, hey, can you get this book book for me? That would be amazing. All right, before we go, 
I would really like you to remember to love yourself because you are the best gift you give this world. You are the gift you that you give this world, but you cannot give us your gifts and share your special you-ness with the world unless you first receive and allow your own love for yourself in so you can light it up from the inside out. Go shine your light, baby. All right, that's what I've got for you this week. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.